Good afternoon and welcome to the Legal Legal Show. This is your host, Tony Dodds. I'm an attorney in Lakeland. To uh, call into the show, the number is 863-682-1430. That's 863-682-1430. To contact me at my office, the number is 863-688-2389. That's 863-688-2389. My office is conveniently located at 904 South Missouri Avenue in Lakeland. I always tell people that is directly behind the old Southside dry cleaners. If you can't find it, then you probably shouldn't be driving. Uh, it's right on South Florida Avenue. You come behind it. That's where my office is at. Today, I've got some very, very special guests that I brought in. Uh, I thought it was appropriate to do so because they are an extremely talented group, and it has to do with actually mock trial type cases that they do. They're a mock trial team, and it's Lakeland Christian School's high school mock trial team. Um, I had the pleasure of being one of the scoring judges for their district competition. I did not know, so that nobody thinks the fix was on. Let's clear the air on that one quick. I did not know which team was which when I was doing the scoring. All we knew was there was a team A and a team B. And I had never met any of these students before that either. And they didn't introduce the coaches, thankfully, either, because I know the coach very well. But it was nice that I was able to do that scoring on it. And as soon as I saw how well they were prepared and how well they did, it, it was clear who the winner at the district level was going to be. But I wanted to have them on the show. It was a matter of timing, and they also had to go to the state competition after that. And so I, I, it was one of those things where today happens to be the best day because they've already gone to the state competition now. And I think the first thing that we ought to do is have each of them introduce themselves to everybody so I'm going to go around our table here where everybody's seated and have each one of them introduce themselves, what their grade level is, and how long they've been on the team. Everybody okay with doing that? I see a lot of nodding heads around my table. Okay, Cheney, why don't you start with us? Um, hello, everybody. My name is Cheney Curls. I'm a senior at LCS, and this is my third year on the mock trial team, so I started when I was a sophomore. Okay. Hi, my name is Lauren Nonnenmacher. I'm also a senior at LCS, and this is my second year doing mock trial. Hello, my name is Everett Volheim. I am in 10th grade, and this is my third year of doing mock trial. I started in the 8th grade. That's early. That's, that's great, because you're going to be around a little while for her. Malachi? Hello, my name is Malachi Zyron, and I'm in 10th grade, and this is my second year on the mock trial team. Malachi, you're going to be around for a little while, it sounds like. Riley? Hello, my name is Riley Roden, and I'm a senior at LCS, and I started the mock trial team as a freshman, so this is my fourth year. Emily? Hello, my name is Emily, and this is my first year on the mock trial team. I'm a sophomore at LCS. And Adrian? Hello, my name is Adrian Diaz. I'm also a sophomore at LCS, and this is also my first year on the mock trial team. Okay, so correct me if I'm wrong. We've only got two seniors on this team. Three total this year. Okay, three. Out of I've got present with me a total of seven people. Right. But there would be really eight on the team. Or? Nope. This is all of them for this year. Who's the other senior? I've got two here. Uh, Riley. Oh, Riley. We I'm sorry. Okay. <laughs> I can't count anymore. But at least you've got four more that are going to be coming back hopefully for next time. Absolutely. Um, that's that's always nice to have a spread across the classes and the reason that is you don't come up one year and have a bunch of freshmen and sophomores it's much more difficult for that and it's easier to have the seniors to use that experience level that they've got 
to be able to pass on some tidbits or show the leadership that's necessary to help the team get to the next level. And we heard Chastity chime in a minute there. Go ahead and tell everybody who you are, Chastity. Hi, my name is Chastity Branham, and I'm the coach of the Lakeland Christian School mock trial team. I've been doing it there at the school for probably about eight years now. Chastity, how long have you been a lawyer? Or should I, I ask those kind of questions? I don't think it's polite to ask those kind of things ever, <laughs> but certainly not on the radio. Um, I graduated Stetson Law School in 1997, so I've been practicing as an attorney since then. Okay, well, you're young compared to me. I'll take that every day of the week. Ah, <laughs> uh, okay. And so the next thing I wanted to talk about, and we'll get a little bit of this done probably before the break, and then we'll be heading into the break after that is I want to go to each of one of you and kind of ask how you got interested into the mock trial team to begin with. I'm sure we're going to spill in over the break to doing that, but that's kind of the way this is going to have to work. Cheney, what led to you being interested in getting involved in mock trial? So my dad and I at the dinner table um, love to debate, and um, we like to talk about current events, and I was really interested in um, mock trial, especially, well, he wanted to be in the um, appellate level. So we always talk about like Supreme Court arguments. And when I heard Riley was on the mock trial team her freshman year, we um, I decided to join in with her my sophomore year. And I absolutely love it. It's really been a lot of fun to hang out with these people. Well, your sophomore year, you probably were doing in-person trials, weren't you? Yes, sir. So Riley and I are the only members of the team that have ever done an in-court trial because last year and this year were both online. Okay. Yeah, I got to see the online. That is truly a challenging situation, trying to do it online, because you've got the two competitors for each team, and I'm going to give a brief overview on that real quick. You've got the two competitors for each team, but the person that's uh, doing the so-called direct examination and then the cross-examination, and then you've got the witness that's there, and you're trying to deal with that using a monitor from your remote locations, which I assume was the school. Um. Yes, sir. We did it a couple different locations. Um, last year, we were all at our houses, and then this year, um, Trinity Presbyterian Church allowed us to use some of their spaces, and then also at the school. So, okay, we're now all over the place. So it was a little bit more consolidated this last year. Maybe by next year, you should be able to be in an in-person situation again. I would think. Hopefully, and yes, not sir. you, but because you and and. <laughs> Uh, Lauren and Riley are going to be moving on, but at least everybody else will get that first shot at doing it in person. And not that doing it mock trial by virtual is not okay, and it's it's obviously the only alternative that y'all probably had. It was what the rules call for. In person is much more similar to a real world type situation. Uh, Lauren, tell us how how if we don't get done with you go ahead we'll do it after the break but what got you initially interested in this sure so i'm actually also the captain of our school's robotics team um and last year or i guess two years ago now miss branham's daughter was on the team with me so i got to know miss branham through that and we do a lot of like public speaking and presentations with robotics which you wouldn't normally think of um, but she got to see me doing that and she um, was really interested in me joining the team um, and yeah, I just got to like sit in on some of their practices and got interested through that. Okay. I think at this point we're going to go ahead and take the break. And you've been listening to Talk Radio 96.7 FM and 1430 AM.
Welcome back to the Legal Legal Show. This is your host, Tony Dodds. I've got with me today the very special guests uh, from Lakeland Christian School, their high school mock trial team. To call into the show, the number is 863-682-1430. Uh, to contact me at my office, the number is 863-688-2389. That's 863-688-2389. We've been talking to some of the members of the team, and we're going to get through each one of them, as to how they became interested in this to begin with. Uh, next up's Everett. Everett, how did you get interested in being on the mock trial team? So, as I said before, I joined in the eighth grade, and so I had my coach, Miss Branham, in the eighth grade for a law class. And in the law class, we had done a mock trial in that class. And after the trial was concluded, Miss Branham invited me to join the middle school mock trial team. And so I did that for a year because I was in eighth grade, and then. When I got to ninth grade, I joined the high school mock trial team, and I've just been on there ever since. Okay, great. Uh, something you plan on continuing to pursue the rest of the time over at Lakeland Christian? Yes, sir. Okay. Uh, Malachi, you're up. Well, I decided to join the Lakeland Christian School mock trial team whenever I moved to Lakeland from Pensacola, Florida, where I attended middle school. I was just interested in seeing what the school had to offer, and I decided to join the team so I could get better public speaking skills and be an attorney is something that I'm considering to do in the future. So that's okay. why I joined the team. All right. And Riley, uh, what got you interested in being on the team? Yeah. So as an incoming freshman, I knew a lot of the team members already and looked up to them um, as personal role models, as well as Miss Brana being a family friend for years now. And I honestly just wanted to grow my relationships with them as well as potentially pursue a career in law, but also just to um, gain some self-confidence in my public speaking and public presence. So, yeah. Okay. Uh, Emily. Um, so, yeah, this was my first year this year. We, I was pretty good friends with Malachi and Everett beforehand, and they looked like they had a lot of fun on the mock trial team. And then I had Miss Branham at the beginning of the year for a law class, which I absolutely loved, and I love public speaking. So I figured it'd be really fun, and I'm so glad I did it. It's been such a great time. And Adrian? Sure. So um, me and Emily are kind of in the same boat. Um, we both knew Malachi and Everett before this. Um, last year they told us all about their nationals and state competitions, and it just seemed like such an interesting thing. And so after having Miss Branham as a law teacher for the first time this year, it definitely became something that I wanted to pursue. And so, yeah, it's been a lot of fun. I really loved it. And I'm going to ask this one to Ms. Branham, also known as Chastity to me. Uh, Chastity, how long have you been teaching that particular law class for how long over there? Um, it is a dual enrollment class through Southeastern. And so it does change every semester because okay. it's accredited through their uh, university. And so oftentimes it's the American court system. Oftentimes it's a course called litigation and legal terminology where we can really focus on trial practice. And then sometimes like this year, uh, it's more focused on homicide investigations and the nuances in the law related to that. Okay. Um, and that is also a feeder program, though, for this particular team or not necessarily? So the team is open to any high school student that wants to try out. Um but often what we have seen is that they end up taking a law class and it births maybe a passion either for public speaking, critical thinking. It's something out of the norm for an academic day. Um, many of them that think that they would like to pursue a law degree, it gives them an opportunity to see if that's a good fit for them. Okay. Um, now, 
This is a, a loaded question, and I'm going to let somebody just kind of raise their hand on this one so that I can address it. How much preparation goes into preparing, say, for a district competition? And so everybody understands there's district competitions, there's state competition, and then if you win at state, you go to a national competition. Correct me if I'm wrong on that. Looks like I got a bunch of nodding heads here. How much actual preparation goes into preparing for the competition, at least at the district level? So when we go to districts, we are basically state ready. Okay. So um, I think it's about three or four months before the actual competition we'll get our case packet, which is about 100 pages of what we need to know for districts so we can figure out who's going to play what witness. We have to figure out our themes for the case. We practiced, I think, two or three times a week for three, four hours at a time. And um, it's it's a lot of work. All my friends always ask me what I'm doing after school, and my answer is most of the time mock trial because even if um, we're not practicing as a team, I'm studying by myself. So it's a lot of work, but it really does pay off in the end. Now, and I'm going to address this one quickly to Lauren. Lauren, um, as it would relate to daily, is it every day that y'all are practicing, or is it certain days of the week? So it's not every day necessarily. Um, we usually do like Tuesdays and Thursdays, um, or like two to three days, and it depends on like the level of competition. We usually like ramp up the number of days that we're meeting um, every week for like states compared to districts. Um, and then last year when we went to nationals, it was every day that we were meeting um, for two weeks straight, like 15 hours a day pretty much. Um, but for states, uh, we usually um, meet, you know, we do lunches as well. So we're, we also meet independently rather than just like our normal um, group competition or practice. We also have like separate practices where we partner with um, witness attorneys um, and do like attorney practices where we study objections and the case law um, and all the stuff that goes into that. Um, and then we also do like witness prep um, and cross-examination, all that kinds of fun stuff. Okay. And so basically it's almost like a regular trial prep, but you end up preparing it, I believe, from, and I'm going to address this one back over to Riley at this point. You actually prepare this as if you're trying it from both sides of the case, or don't you? Yes, sir, we do. So we do both the defense side or the prosecution or plaintiff, depending on if it's a civil or criminal case. Okay. So you're you're preparing it to present both ways because you end up presenting it both ways. Yes, sir. So in each competition, depending on if it's district or state, we'll have um, different numbers of rounds, and we have to be prepared to go plaintiff or prosecution versus defense at the drop of a hat. Okay. And were you on the team that went to nationals? Yes, sir, I was. Okay. And how many of you in this room, and I'm just going to ask for a raise of hand so I can kind of count it real quick, were on that team that went to nationals? One, two, three, four, five. Okay. So five of the people that are in this room went to the national competition for 2021. That means you had to have won the state championship for Florida. Is that correct? Yes, sir. Okay. That means you were beating all of the other teams that came out of the state. Uh, that went to the state competition, including whatever you would beat at district, and then you beat the ones at the state level. That's correct. Yes, sir. Uh, folks, please don't take this wrong. I've never, until today, that was not publicly put out very much. None of the other local news media around here whatsoever have done anything with something like this, and yet it is such a huge accomplishment 
by a group of young citizens in our area to have done something like that, uh, even just gotten to state this year, and we're going to talk about that in a minute, is a huge accomplishment. You know, if this was a football team that's playing in a national championship team, we saw stupid article after stupid article about a certain local football team around here that made it and supposedly was number one in the nation. Certainly they've won state championships. We got nothing out of this in any of the local media around here. That includes your television and print media. You get to hear it here first, folks, because it should have been out there, but it's not because none of them seem to want to care about things that actually involve real education anymore. And I get to sit on my little soapbox over here and complain about that because it needs to be out there. These kids are what we would call ultimately the kids that we're going to look for for our future in society. And they're doing exceptionally well in our own communities, not really out there knowing about it. So that's why I wanted you all to come in today was so we could get it out there more. Um, you put in a huge amount of preparation doing all of this. I'm sure you got some accolades through your school because Lakeland Christian School is great about doing that. But the community knows nothing about it and should know more about it. And you're actually preparing potentially for careers in a very good field. I've, I've made a good living out of it for the last 35 years. I sometimes try to dissuade people now because of how many lawyers there are in Florida, but we'll talk about that another day. Long and the short of it is, is you've done some phenomenal things by winning the state championship in 2021. You came in third this year uh, statewide, which is still phenomenal because there's probably, what, 20 teams, I believe it is? Yes, one for each judicial circuit throughout the state. Okay, and we have 20 judicial circuits in the state of Florida. So there's one team for each judicial circuit that makes it to state, and you, you folks performed so well that you took place third this year. That's an incredible accomplishment, and I want to to make sure that each one of you understand that I, I understand that. Um, I had the pleasure and benefit, like I said earlier in the program, of sitting as one of the scoring judges uh, for your competition this year at the district level. I was going to volunteer for the statewide and do it, but the problem is the dates that they had it located on. Yeah, I was doing a hearing somewhere up around Perry, Florida that day, and there's no way I could do it. I'd have been sitting in the parking lot of some Holiday Inn Express trying to get enough signal to be able to do it. That's not fair to you folks, nor is it fair to anybody else. Um, but the long and the short of it is I had the pleasure of being one of the judges, and I think I told you all at the time the presentations that you presented were at, at least as good or, or better than a lot of what I see coming out of law school. You all haven't had the benefit of undergrad or law school yet, and yet you're coming out and doing a presentation that is that well. Uh, time for us to go to break. You've been listening to Talk Radio 96.7 FM and 1430 AM. Welcome back to the Legal Legal Show. This is your host, Tony Dodds. Uh, to call into the show, the number is 863-682-1430. To contact me at my office, the number is 863-688-2389. That's 863-688-2389. During the break, we had a caller call in. Go ahead, caller. Yes, this is James from Auburn. How are you doing? I'm good. Yourself? Uh, let's talk about uh, mock trials, correct? That's correct. Uh, I'm, I'm enjoying the show. In fact, this is the first time I've been hearing something about that from Lake and Christian. I am curious about something. Uh, is it possible that the Lakeland Police Department could... Uh, reach out to the Lakeland Christian School and give them one of their cold cases to see if these elite students could solve it? 
Okay, they are actually teaching a class right now, I understand, on homicide investigations through Lakeland Christian School. And I think the plan is to have actually me come in and speak within a week or two from the defense perspective as it would relate to that. The caller's question, and, and part of the reason I'm having to relay this is Chastity does not have a headset on. Everybody else has got one, but she doesn't. And we kind of ran out of them in here after a while. The question becomes, can Lakeland Police Department, or have they come in to be able to address any of the issues concerning a homicide investigation? Absolutely. We've had Kim Patterson from the Lakeland Police Department as a blood spatter expert. We have had Tracy Grice, who is the um, supervisor there at the crime lab. We have had Lieutenant Tracy Smith with the Polk County Sheriff's Office. Um, We've had multiple Sergeant Mark Daney with the Polk County Sheriff's Office. We are intentional to try to elicit experts in the field from all different angles. I think it's really important to let the students be as exposed to those working in the field. Um, And so we definitely prioritize that. Tony, thank you very much for taking my call. Oh, no problem. I appreciate you calling in and thank you for listening. Um, And that's great that people are calling in and taking an interest now because it's nice to see that people actually even understand this exists within the community. Uh, there's, it's just, it's kind of a new concept. I say new, probably five, six, seven years within the school systems that we've seen it locally anyway. It may have been around longer than that statewide. Now, so everybody understands this school's not competing necessarily just against schools of its own size. This isn't like football where your football team is maybe class 2A or 3A and it's playing against other 2A or 3A teams, especially at the championship levels. They are competing against teams that are large schools. We're talking 3,000-plus students, places like St. Thomas Aquinas, uh, Palmdale, places that are huge. George Jenkins has a team here locally. That's a big school compared to Lakeland Christian School. Those are the teams that they are competing against and beating at not only the district level but at the statewide level. And it shows the amount of preparation and time that goes into these and a lot of people go, okay, it's just a mock trial. No, it's not. It's teaching these kids at an early level how to do things, not only public speak, which is great for other professions later on, even if they want to go into politics, which is a real deadly game one way or the other, but at least they're getting public speaking skills, but it gives them an ability to learn how to work and manage things as well. And um, Malachi, what code is used for purposes of the evidence-type codes for your objections and things of that nature? So we actually use the federal um, evidence code here, and we use this so that no matter what stage of our competition, we are using the same code. So when it comes to districts, the states, or to the national level. Well, and that makes sense because of the national level, you wouldn't want to be applying Indiana provisions to Florida. I can personally tell you that the laws from Florida to Georgia to Alabama to South Carolina, Louisiana, all are different. Louisiana was based off the Napoleonic Codes, and people are like, what's that? Well, most of the other states in this country's evidence codes are based off of the old English common law, but they are so varied from each state to state that there's huge variances. You wouldn't want to be able to apply a certain state's evidence code at the national level because that would give the home, that state an unfair advantage because of their specific knowledge. So by using the federal evidence code, that's federal code that applies across the country. And that makes more sense that they're doing that. And it makes more sense to do it even at the district and statewide level. Otherwise, you're having to relearn a new code 
going from one competition to the next, and that, that kind of doesn't make sense. defeats some of the purpose of the preparation of being ready for, to present the case. Um, so y'all are lo- learning the actual federal evidence code as you go. Yes, that is correct. Uh, and the objections then are based off federal evidence code. Yes, we use hearsay objections or beyond the scope, any kind of federal objections. Now, Everett, I'm going to bounce back over to you. You were one of the witnesses on the team. What is the role of a witness on the team? So the role of a witness is to get in the evidence and testimony that you need to make your argument. Um, Also, witnesses are scored twice in the competition, one for your direct uh, questions and responses and one for your cross questions and responses. And I'm sure part of what uh, Ms. Branham's teaching you out of all that is to be polite and professional one way or the other in how that, that answer and question session goes. Yes, as a witness, you can be emotional sometimes as a character witness, but you have to compose yourself. You can't you know, be super dramatic and make it look like you're acting. You have to make it realistic. Yeah, kind of bawling on something like that. And I say bawling, crying. That That's probably not something that's a good idea. But you can certainly interject... Um, in the way you carry yourself, uh, how something might have supposedly impacted you as part of the overall action on this. Yes, that's correct. Uh, the one I scored, and I'm probably going to butcher the fact pattern on this one, it seemed to deal with the drainage runoff from some sort of a field uh, that would have impacted a waterway, then therefore impacted somebody else's property. I think I'm kind of generalizing it, but that was pretty much it. Um you would have been a witness in which part of that aspect of that case? I was a defense witness, and I was the expert witness for that side. Okay. And the whole idea was to try to say that the drainage runoff had nothing to do with whatever they were ultimately saying the problem was at the other property. Yes, that's correct. Okay. Who was the other witness? I think there was one other one, wasn't there? Was it you, Riley? Oh, was it Malachi? Yes. I'm, okay. I'm also a witness. And were you on the plaintiff side of that, or what was your uh, role as a witness in it? So I'm actually the um, only person on the team who was a witness on both sides. Okay. So you presented an, uh, uh, some testimony for both sides, depending on which side y'all were taking in that competition. Yes, sir. So I played um, a character witness, and basically that just means that on the defense side, I played a farmer for um, the defendant, and then on the plaintiff side, I played somebody who worked by the um, plaintiff's office. And that's got to be a little bit weird trying to shift gears. Now, you're not doing it in the same segment. It's in a different trial, so to speak, later in the day. Yes, sir. Uh, at the district level, which is the where I scored, I was on the morning session. You would have taken a different perspective in the afternoon session. Oh, absolutely. I mean, we had to completely flip the case, so that we could get our point across as the defendant. Okay. Um, Again, I I want to try to sing the praises of this team, having seen them do that. Every one of these students did a great job in the presentations. I think I told you all that when we were doing our breakout rooms. Uh, With the virtual thing like this, I was actually literally sitting behind my desk at my office doing it with my phone. I've been doing hearings like that for two years, it seems like. Um, I was telling the, the students during a break, I I can't imagine trying to deal with doing a trial prep at their level or at their ages, doing it virtually like this. 
I, I did a federal sentencing virtually about a week and a half ago, and that was the first time I'd ever done something like that. That was one of the weirdest things I've ever experienced in my life. My client, who's getting sentenced, is sitting next to me, but not at the courthouse. I, I just, it blew my mind we were doing it that way, but we did. I got through it. Um, it was kind of odd because the feedback we were receiving from my phone and the one he was using, we were in the same room using Zoom. And I don't know if y'all have experienced anything like that with your stuff of having to be far enough away from each other. Are y'all using, you're using Zoom, aren't you? Yes, sir. Okay. There's two different types of, of pre- ways of doing it locally, and it's either Teams, which is what we're doing in Polk County, but most everybody else in the state is using Zoom. And Emily, did y'all ever have any problems with the Zoom and feedback crossovers? Um, yes, we definitely did. We actually had to take some time and work out where people could be sitting and who had to mute at what times in order to just be able to not have any feedback. And it was especially hard during introductions because everyone's speaking at the exact same time. Whereas when people are being directed or crossed, there's normally only one to two people speaking. Okay. At time. And I can tell you that the only drawback to Zoom that I had during the whole time we were doing that, and we're still doing some of it, was when I had to have my client in the same room. I literally was turning the phone around and trying to let them just use the phone instead of us having two devices. Uh, Teams had major problems when we first started using it, and I'll talk about that a little bit after the break. You've been listening to Talk Radio 96.7 FM and 1430 AM. Welcome back to the Legal Legal Show. This is your host, Tony Dodds. To call in, the number is 863-682-1430. To contact me at my office, the number is 863-688-2389. That's 863-688-2389. I've got with me today Lakeland Christian School's high school mock trial team, who's just done phenomenal work over the last several years. Quickly, I would like to talk about, they won the, the state championship in 2021 right in the height of the COVID issues, all being done virtually. It's my understanding, though, that y'all had some additional adversity to have to come over or overcome as it would relate to the final three rounds. And, and this, folks, this is done in, in rounds of competition, so you get scored to progress to other levels. What was the other part of the adversity that you were having to deal with? So um, our competition last year was a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. So... The Saturday that the fourth round of the competition was on was actually the same day as our senior prom, or junior senior prom. So me, Riley, and Lauren, we all packed up everything we needed for mock trial and then everything we needed for prom. So we had tables and backdrops and ring lights. We had everything, and we drove to the Reunion Resort in Orlando, and we competed in our round on Saturday morning there. And we thought that we would have plenty of time to get ready for prom because prom was that night. And we thought no way we'd make it to the final round. I mean, like the dream team of seniors the year before had just left. We were a super young team. So we thought we'd have all afternoon to get ready. Well, turns out we made it to the final round, which started, I think, two hours before prom was supposed to start. So Riley, Lauren and I, we canceled all of our picture plans. We started freaking out. We had to compete in, um, this final round to see who won the championship um, as we were getting ready for prom. So we had our blazers on and we had everything ready. And then we went um, on the prosecution side first so that when um, 
the defense side came up, not every single one of us would have to be on our, our witness. Witnesses could also get ready for prom. So for the second half of the trial, I think I had my prom dress on under my blazer, and I was hoping none of the judges realizes realized the quick outfit change because it was it was in, it was crazy. Well, and y'all had to relocate during portions of it because of a problem with the the internet connections, I believe, wasn't it? Yeah. So we originally set up the three of us upstairs, so it was like a two story. Um, little uh, resort room that we were in and so we set up upstairs and then we get on um, like 10 minutes before the competition's supposed to start and our wi-fi is not working Um, and so you know we've got clock is ticking and we're trying to move everything downstairs until I think it was like Riley and her mom's bedroom and so we're setting we're moving the beds out of the way we're setting up tables we're moving all the lights the backdrops all of our computers and chargers we're trying to figure out where we're going to sit how we're going to have all three of us in there when there's like really no space Um, and so that was all before our first round and i think we actually competed three of the five rounds like total actually in the room And so, yeah, that was... Now, Lauren, you ended up with being the national best witness at that national competition. Yes, sir, I did. Okay. And then, Cheney, this year you were the overall best attorney in the state of Florida? Yes, sir. Okay. So even though your team came in third, you still took best, or at least the team had a a participant that took best at something while they were there. Yes, Being the best attorney. Okay. Um, I quickly want to ask out of all of you, which ones of you have given consideration to once you get through undergrad and then potentially going to law school and having a career within the legal field? Okay, I see three so far. Looks like three out of the seven at least have possibilities of wanting to get through undergrad. And I think all of them understand you got to go to undergraduate school first, then go to law school. And I'm going to tell you real quick, it doesn't matter really what you do in undergrad as far as what um, uh, major you have. I would strongly suggest don't do underwater basket weaving, and that's kind of a joke. But pick something that you can still do another profession out of, uh, not just something that's a worthless degree. Too many people go there just to go have fun or get a degree thinking that's going to help them. That's one of the biggest mistakes I see that students do. Get something that's going to have a benefit. It could be business. It could be English. It could be history. There's a lot of great degrees out there. Mine was in poli-sci, and people go, well, that's a worthless degree. No, it's not. If I had not gone through law school and passed the bar, I was going to go into the politics end of things. I still kind of pull a few levers on politics now. So the long and the short of it is is just pick something that you can use is what I would tell you. Uh, we're getting kind of towards the end, and I've got a little bit of a subject that I think, I don't think it's a hot topic, but maybe somebody else does. There is a graduate from Lakeland Christian School that is now sitting on the federal bench in Tampa as a federal district judge, Judge Mizell, and I've not appeared in front of her yet. Uh, she worked her way through the ranks very quickly, and she was recently in the national media, not just statewide, but national media based on a ruling that she issued Um, Adrian, are you familiar at least with the fact that she went to Lakeland Christian? Right. So we have um, a law class here at Lakeland Christian School where, you know, we'll talk about um, prevalent cases, um, if there's any at a present time. And so we've obviously um, talked about this one because, you know, the judge um, involved in the case walked our own halls, um, which is definitely 
um, an interesting thing. So we've definitely talked um, briefly about it, but haven't gotten into too many specifics about it. No, and that'll be something that Chastity will be glad to go over with you, and y'all can talk about that within the class. But that's just something that's kind of an enormous um, uh, push in the back to help you kind of down that path if you're thinking about going to law school is to see that one of your previous alumni has succeeded and gone down that path. I'm going to kind of tell you all, when I went to high school, I, I graduated from Lake Gibson back in the Stone Ages of 1981. When I graduated, there was only one other person in my class that ended up going to law school. So there was two of us came out of that, which was a complete anomaly out of Lake Gibson or Kathleen really back then. Very rarely did an attorney come or somebody that ultimately became an attorney came out of those schools. But secondarily, to have two come out of the same class ultimately was very odd. Uh, and I actually went to school with a third one over at Kathleen that ended up being an attorney and still works at the state attorney's office. So we ended up with quite a few attorneys coming out of Polk County classrooms during that time frame. Um, Tony, if I can, I know that Cheney mentioned uh, a superstar group of seniors that we had had a couple years ago, and we've fared very well in the state competition for the last couple of years. But in addition to that, since the beginning of the trial team, there have been at least four students that have either gone on to graduate from law school or are currently in it. We had one graduate from Columbia Law School. We've got one at Chapel Hill. We have one currently at Stetson Law School. We've got one that will be entering in the fall at UF School of Law. Um, so we, we've got two in undergrad at Florida State right now that will be heading into law school in the upcoming year. So we've had some superstars that have gone through the program and that certainly have left large shoes for these young advocates and witnesses to fill. And for me to give you a perspective on something like that, and I'm trying to pat you all on the back, but at the same time give you a proper perspective. I used to coach Little League football, and I and I also was part of an ownership group that, that owned a national championship arena football team we had here in Lakeland. For, and I had a kid that played high, college football. Uh, he played high school football. And for kids to come out of Little League and even go play on a high school team is a huge transition. Then to go play at the college level is a bigger transition. To play at the pro level is an even bigger transition. Of all the kids that I coached over the years, I believe that only four ended up playing at the collegiate level. And that's over a four-year period. And that's way ahead of the normal curve. One of the kids that was on a team that played against one of my sons and played with another one on an all-star team, he ended up in the pros. So what a head case that guy was. But either way, long and the short of it is, it, it, to get to the point of being an attorney, there is a lot of hurdles to overcome. Y'all are getting at least a solid foundation of it right now. And I know that the three of the seven of you, you may change your mind. Some of you may want to do it, and some may not that raised your hands a while ago. That's part of the process of going to undergraduate school and deciding where you're headed with it from there. Worst case is it's giving you a, an excellent ability to speak publicly and not have stage fright. Uh, I'm sure some of you may have had knots in your stomach coming in here today because you've never done it before. But it puts you into a new level or a new perspective of understanding what's going on around you. And it makes you feel more self-confident, too. Um, I can tell you, when I first became a lawyer, I got my brains beat out in my first two jury trials that I took, but I learned from them, and I won 16 in a row after that. So it, it, you've got to take your lumps, too, along the way. You learn from those things. 
Um, and if anybody tells you they've won everything that they've handled is a liar. I'll tell you that right now. I've told it to somebody to their face one time that said that. Go ahead, Chastity. And, Tony, I just wanted to say that in addition to law enforcement and stuff pouring into these kids, we have got an, an extraordinary bench of judges and um, attorneys in the field here in our community that will pour into these. Specifically, Judge Melissa Gravitt has been instrumental in the program. Um, Judge Sharon Franklin, Hope Patey. I could go on and on with judges that have donated time. Um, or have been involved more in the day-to-day yeah. prepping of these teams over the past several years. And so this team and their accolades is a true testament to the community of legal um, professionals we have here well, in Polk and, County. And Judge Denmark sat over the morning session Absolutely. of the uh, scoring competition that I judged. Absolutely. I don't know who was the one that sat in the afternoon. I wasn't there for that one. Was it Judge Winstead? Yes, it was. Okay. It Judge was. Winstead sat for that. Again, these are all volunteer operations, and I'm being told I've got to wrap this up this afternoon. I'd love to do more with it. You've been listening to The Legal Legal Show, and you've been listening to Talk Radio 96.7 FM and 1430 AM.